Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Davida Shinsky, and you're listening to Live Without Limits. Today's show is titled, How to Measure Content Success at Every Stage of the Funnel. For one thing, a content is whether it's a blog, an article, or even a podcast, you are creating content. Content is everywhere in your emails, on your website, on your blog, even on your social media channels. We're often guilty of churning out content just because we know we have to with no regard to the why. Why are you writing and publishing? How does every piece of content you put out there help you meet your business goals? Content can fulfill a lot of roles and help you meet a lot of goals. Let's see how to measure the way each piece of content lives up to the expectation. Well, one thing, I like helping people. And because of that, I've always done things that can help someone else live the best quality of life possible. The content KPIs to measure at every stage of the funnel. Content performance and awareness stage. Content created at this stage is ideal for new companies who want to make potential buyers aware. Hence, the name of their existence. Measuring awareness is a bit tricky because there's no way to definitely say how much return on investment it will have in the long run. And let me tell you that on your websites, in your sales funnels, whenever you're marketing anything, you are putting out contact organic search impressions on how many times your content appeared in the search or the search engine results pages. If you write optimized content, then this is the first square that you're doing something right. Of course, impressions without clicks means that you probably need some more work on your headlines, on your meta descriptions, but it's a good start. It means that people see your brand out there, and the next time you pop up in the search results, your name will already feel familiar and more note and more trustworthy. For one thing, you want your customers to get to know, like, 
and trust you. And the best way you could do that is through your content. That is one of the purposes for, for having and creating content, views, and reach on social media, the same as above. Your content made its way under some eyes. Now, if your reach is higher than the average organic reach for certain social media platforms, you're doing something right. If it doesn't bring other results like clicks or engagement, it might need some fine-tuning. And that means do your research. What are the keywords? What are the buzzwords that your niche hears and sees? And how are you going to reach them? Remember, you, you need to know the right words to put out, how to express what it is that you do and say it in a way that it resonates with the people that you want it to reach. Share a voice. This is a term borrowed from the PR and extended to any measurable metric in any type of marketing tactic. It measures how often your brand shows up in such results compared to the competitors. The formula is number of mentions in your brands times total number of brands mentions. Yours plus your competitors times 100 equals your SOV or your share of voice. New users on your website. When you reach new users who've never heard of you before, it's obvious that your brand awareness is on the rise. You can easily track this metric by Google Analytics. Take a look at the landing page that new users come through to find out which of your pieces of content is best at increasing your brand awareness. Now, let's kind of go back and let's talk a little bit about brand awareness. For one thing, brand awareness is that people understand what it is that you have to offer. And it gets your name out there. So let's kind of talk a little bit about what brand awareness strategy is. So one of the things is that you want your customers to get to know you. And the best way they can get to know you is by the things that you do. And some of them are really good. So let's kind of talk quickly about how to increase brand awareness so that it, it offers you exactly what you're looking for. So does that sound familiar? Do you have a suite of new clients who want to increase 
their brand awareness amongst consumers. They're relying on you to answer this one big question. How can they do so? So according to Sprout's 28 social index, social marketers' top priority is to increase brand awareness. So here's what we're going to talk about. What is brand awareness? Brand awareness is the way in which consumers recognize and remember your business. The greater the brand awareness you have, the more audiences will be familiar with your logo, messaging, and products. The definition is broad, but so is brand awareness. It's an all-encompassing term for how aware and informed people are about what your brand has to offer. So why is it important? Well, brand awareness is important because it helps audiences understand, recall, and become comfortable with your branding and products. If you can build brand awareness among your target demographic, you can help your brand become top of the mind when these consumers are ready to research and make a purchase. So think about it. Since customers already recognize your brand, they will be more likely to buy from your business than, say, a competitor's business with which they're not as familiar. Brand awareness is often seen as the first stage of, of the marketing funnel. By creating brand awareness, you can cast a wide net across your audience of potential buyers. From there, you can funnel leads towards the research and decision-making processes and eventually the buying process. So how does digital marketing increase brand awareness? Well, it's no secret that people today spend a great deal of their time online, more than six hours per day, which indicates that the internet is not a place to miss if you're looking for brand awareness. Get in front of consumers where they are and take advantage of all the existing awareness opportunities available in the digital world today and come in the future. So how to build your online brand awareness. For one thing, guess what? For other sites, it's important for brands to run their own blogs and build own audiences, but they can only drive so much mileage from these assets. This is where the guest blogging comes in. This is the process of writing and pitching blog posts for another publication. Research blogs and publications in your industry. Search for industry keywords and guest posts via trusty old Google and social channels. For, the, for that client, an education, quick search 
of education guest blogging brings you the list of education blogs that accept guest posts. Now, make a list of the guest posts accepting sites that your brand is a good fit for check each of the site's blog content, comment section, and social channels for better understand who their audiences are and how they engage with the content. You'll want to make sure that you can provide content that fits in to the offerings while also offering a fresh take, shareable infographics. Shares are crucial for reaching new audiences on social media. They ensure that your content gets seen by people beyond your follower base. And they build organic reach in the wake of pesky algorithm changes. It's especially true on Facebook, where the algorithm favors shares from friends and family over posts from brands. One of the most shareable content formats out there is the infographic. They're visually engaging, easy to consume, and more fun to read than a regular article. Remember that the brain processes visuals 60,000 times faster than plain text and 94% of the blog posts with visuals get more engagement. Improve your SEO with user intent related keywords. Search engine optimization may seem intimidating, but it's simple to implement and it's vital to a brand's exposure online. It involves getting your content seen by search engines like Google and placed on search results pages. Here's how you can use keywords to improve your, your search engine optimization today. Research keywords in your industry and content categories. These are the words that your target audience are searching to find companies like yours when optimizing for the brand awareness, you want to focus on incorporating informational keywords into your content. These are keywords that match searches of people beginning their buyer journey and kicking or looking to learn more about products that are out there. And they use tools like SEM Rush and MOZ Keyword Researcher to find the most important keywords in your industry and among your competitors. But content around these keywords, say you're a fashion retailer and you find that a lot of people are searching for fall boots. 
you might create a post titled Five Fall Boots Kick Off the New Season. A good way to go about this is to use a cluster model. Incorporate your keywords into the headline, body, and imagine titles of your post. The more mentions, the easier it is for Google to pick up your post. A red flag, don't overstuff your post with keywords, however, because Google will penalize you for this. There's a fine balance. So, when you're looking at these things, that is some of the things for you to consider when looking at your brand. So, new users on your website. When you reach new users, you've never heard of you before, it's obvious that your brand awareness is on the rise. You can easily track this metric on Google Analysis. Now, the content performance in the engagement. Okay, things are getting more interesting now. People already know your name, and you've got their interest. Now, let's see how you can measure this interest. Clicks, whether it's clicks from the SERPs or from social media, they all mean the same thing. Your content is engaging and you've got the numbers to prove it. You can measure the clicks under the sessions tab in Google Analytics. Go a step further, see which pieces of content brought you the most clicks. You can check that in the acquisition tab. Bounce rate, okay. You've got your interest, but for how long? Bounce rate, also measurable in Google Analytics, tells you how many of the people who click on your links bounce back to the search results without visiting another page. When this happens, it's typically because your content didn't live up to the promise of the headline. It's important to correlate bounce rate with another metric. Now, here's something to also consider. How many times have you picked up the inquirer or the post and they have these big headlines? And you go read the article, and the article has nothing to do with the titles. So what is the likelihood that you're going to pick up that magazine the next time or even spend your money on something? So that becomes things for you to consider when you're looking at your metrics. Time spent on a page. Most CMSs have plugins that display read time next to any piece of content. While it's true that the most people scan and skim content, if the average time spent on a page 
is much lower than the read time a few seconds. Maybe it's time to revisit that page. You will see on Quora or any magazine that the articles they post, they will literally tell you how many minutes it will take to read that article. So knowing whether or not people are reading what you have to offer is can tell you what how long they're spending on your articles and and what's the bounce rate on that. So content performance in the purchase conversion stage. We have finally arrived at the metrics that rule them the ones that you can track with, with actual money, the content that takes readers to the stage is your goose with the golden eggs. Take care of it and try to create as many similar pieces as possible. Here's what you can track at that stage. For one thing, purchases. If you sell something directly from your website, you can easily see which piece of content got people buying. You can have an ad, a visited page title condition in Google Analytics to track which of your content pieces are your best sellers. Speaking of this, return on investment. When you know what of your content pieces got people buying, you can easily calculate content return on investment and how much you get paid for the pieces that made the sales. Goal completion. If you're selling a service, purchases are a bit harder to track but not impossible. All you have to do is create some goals in Google Analytics and then see which content pieces help complete them. Goals can be anything that matters to your business. Downloadable, an ebook, signing up for a newsletter, filling in a contact form, and so on. Content can help you meet all sorts of goals. Be careful, though. A piece of content can really do everything in a sales funnel to expect it to take people all the way from the awareness to the purchase is a mighty tall order. I'm not saying it can't happen. I seen it happen for every agency and for a lot of clients, but those are rare occurrences. Ideally, each piece of content that you put out there should be optimized for one stage of the funnel and designed to help people move to the next. Now, what I want to do is go a little bit over what is a sales funnel. For one thing, a sales funnel is something that can help you put together a program 
of some kind. And it, it, what it is, is it's a process that you're putting your customers through and what it means. So let's talk a little bit about what a sales funnel is and see how it works. For one thing, this is what a sales funnel will do for you because sales funnels can help you literally build your business. So first of all, a sales funnel builder creates web pages that are needed as a part of the funnel. They also design them to make them look attract the majority of the time. They will write the copy that appears on the pages, and they will insert the copy provided by the business owner. So let's talk about how a sales funnel can really help you. So let's see. You you really need to think of it in several terms because sales funnels can really help you grow your business. So what I'm going to do quickly is talk about the sales funnel guide. Because what it does is it helps you to, to, to do that marketing. So if you want your business to get what it is that will help you to grow, you need to think in terms of how it can triple your process. So let's look at the sales funnel. It's awareness, which is first a person discovers your brand and becomes a lead. The second thing it does is it creates interest. Next, you build your interest in your product. The third thing it does is desire. Then your goal should be nudging the prospects from simply thinking that they like something to actively wanting it possibly by making proposals, carefully placing glamorous advertisements for repeat exposure and action. Finally, you encourage a prospect to take the desired action. This is exactly what a sales funnel is meant to do for you, to put you in in and take you through the journey. So, because when you put them through that journey, then what you can do is you can create an upsell, you can create a downsell, and you can also give them one-time offers. When you do those one-time offers, then you're getting them to think in terms of that if they don't get it now, it's going to be more expensive in the future. So the idea is, to, and, and you have to stick to this. You cannot decide later on that you're going to offer them something and then change it. So when you're thinking about a sales funnel, remember this, 
a sales funnel is a a a website, but what it is is it's 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 a journey that what you're going to do is the first thing you're going to do is you want to collect their name and their email address, and to do so, you need to offer them something for free or for a very very low price. That way, you're going to get their name and email address so you can put them into your autoresponder. And when you do that, then what are you doing? You're creating the opportunity for yourself to build a relationship in the future. Because once you've started to build that relationship, and that's where your brand awareness comes in, that's where you use your content marketing, because you're always going to do a three-to-one or a four-to-one ratio where you're going to give them content that's giving them good information that they can use so that eventually they will always open your emails, and that increases your rate uh, and guarantees you that you get into their inbox. And remember, you can go to my website, and that's the number one, personalcareercoach.com, and then you can sign up for either group coaching or individual coaching.